read about thought-provoking topics? Read along with a stress-free book club that fits into a busy lifestyle. From out of the pages to real life, explore the fine line between fiction and nonfiction as we pull from bestsellers that will change your life. Tune in to our bi-weekly book club of mind-bending and empowering stories hosted by Nova Lorraine, founder of Rain Magazine, and her two co-hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato. Welcome to another episode of Tuesday's Book Club. I am your host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm here with my lovely co-hosts, Toby Santagato and Barbara Donato. Hello, ladies. Hello. Well, I am so excited to record another episode of Tuesday's Book Club, where we bring you smart fiction and thought-provocative nonfiction for individuals that are on a journey of growth. This is a transformational podcast and the easiest ways to keep up with the most best-selling and sometimes controversial books that will change your life. Today's book is The Cafe on the Edge of the World by John Strzelecki. And our next book is Seven Husbands by Evelyn Hugo. So for those of you that have been joining us before, you know, we go right into the summary from our publisher. So let's read what the publisher has to say about this book. In a small cafe at at a location so remote, it stands in the middle of the middle of nowhere. John, a man in a hurry, is at a crossroads. Intent only on refueling before moving along on his road trip, he finds sustenance of an entirely different kind. And so this is the cafe on the edge of the world. And I will just have to say for our listeners, this isn't the first time that we're we're recording this, but I'm going to ask my ladies before we go into that really funny story. What did you think about this book? I loved it. To me, again, because for certain reasons, I had to look over this book again, read over this book again. To me, it came at the right moment. Oh, we're going to get more into detail. But yes, this book definitely affected me in such a positive way, especially in the path that I'm going on in my life. So yeah, I enjoyed it. For me personally, like, I think what's really interesting is we talk a lot about our personal journeys, why we're here, what's our purpose. And we just keep circling that idea. And this book does such a good job on just helping you understand that at the end of the day, you have personal choice and you have to slow down and figure out what you want and then you can make it happen. And that's the key to happiness. So getting to repeat that message, I need that reminder. I need it often. And having to redo this podcast was a blessing for me because I now got to enjoy the book twice and think about those lessons and and have them circle back and apply them for my personal life. And I'm grateful for that. I have to echo both of what you guys said. And when we were looking at, okay, it's time to put out this, put out the next book. And the file was mysteriously gone somewhere in the stratosphere. I was like, well, maybe we're meant to reread the book. And at first I was thinking, okay, I'll just do some research and kind of refresh myself by reading a summary or two. And then I stopped and I said, no, I'm going to reread the entire book. It's a short book. It's a really easy read anyway, because I'm almost curious, what is it that I'm going to take away this time? And it was so interesting because I'm reading it and I was like, how did, did I not hear this story before? I mean, there were things 
and details that jumped out at me that I don't remember covering the first time. And it was so perfect in terms of timing. So I completely agree with both you and and I'm really, really grateful as well. And I love how he opens up the book where you literally feel that you're in a Twilight Zone episode. (laughs) For those of you that know the TV show, The Twilight Zone, where there's always this weird twist and and there's this underlining message and it's very mystical or or sci-fi fantasy-esque, but there's always this really powerful message that you walk away with. I agree. And I loved the whole, the PFE, which is purpose for existence that they talk about throughout the yeah, book. Yeah. And I think part of it is mindset. I was thinking about this a lot because I'm going through some transitions with work. And I mm-hmm. think that it's not just about necessarily your purpose for existence. Cause at first I said to myself, like, well, what's my, pur- do I really want to do customer relations and collections and I was like, I don't know, that's not my purpose. And then I was like, wait, mm. but if my purpose is helping people, mm. right? So it's a mindset. Mm. So I could either go to work every day and be like, this is a grind, customer service, blah, blah, blah. Or if I'm thinking about it from a different perspective, I am truly helping people. And that I love doing in mm. any genre, right? Mm. Whether it's in the mm. arts, it's anything. I like helping people connect. I like helping people have better lives than So I really think that it takes it a step further when you think about your purpose for existence. You have to really get down to mindset. That's what I took away from that a lot. A lot. Yeah, it's when it was to me like it resonated with me. Why are you here? Why am I here? Like, why do I exist? Right. It's it's something that we all need to meditate on. But also, like when it comes to my career journey. This kind of reminded me of another book written by someone that I hold very, very close to my heart. The book is Unleash Your Supernova, and it talks about finding your why. So when I reread this book and I was like, huh, this, what is my why? Mm. and, And how can my why in my career fulfill my Mm -hmm. life outside of my career? That's right. So That was something that I took away this second time. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely something that even though like right now, the career that I have, I definitely find fulfillment in it in certain aspects of what I believe will benefit others. I am now most likely going to start meditating and looking inward to see how much it's going to, what it is about this career that's going to benefit me. And if, mm. and if that is my why. I love that. And just to give the listeners a little more context, the John, the author is driving. I don't even remember where he was going, but anyway, he gets stuck in this spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts. <laughs> he gets stuck in this really big traffic jam and it takes him off his current path. And he finds himself in the middle of nowhere and out of the blue, appears this cafe, this very, I guess, modern, chic sort of looking cafe in the middle of what would be the boondocks on the edge of the boondocks. (laughs) So it didn't seem like it even fit in. And so he cautiously went in and he was starving. He'd been on the road for goodness knows how many hours and wandering. He's actually lost. He's physically lost. And he picks up a menu to place an order. And the strangest thing happened. He looks on the menu and he sees 
three questions. And the first question is, why are you here? And of course, that jumped out at him as being very strange because he's at a restaurant. He goes, I'm here to eat food. Why else would I be here? And then the story opens up in that way where who he encounters after that allows him to see the deeper meanings behind these questions. And they never give him the answers. They're always pushing him to go within, to reflect, so he could find the answers that meant, that really resonated with him. And so when I was reading this, I was like, whoa. And then there's all these really sci-fi things happening at the same time. I'm not going to spoil it. You need to read the book to see what happens. And you're taking this like very trippy journey with him. And you're able to pick up all this symbolism along the way as he's sharing. And when I read the book again for the second time, it made me also reflect, well, why am I here? And it's something that I like to do over time, especially as I close out a year, I just, I become very pensive and very reflective because I, I want to be super intentional when I move into the new year. And so it it was just perfect timing. And it made me envision walking on the beach, you know, he's sharing his stories, this, this one story about the beach and he's walking on the beach. And I'm like, I used to do that. I want to do that again. How can I get there? Like, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to. So it was so inspiring to make us get back to the present moment, really assess, are we truly living the life, the day, the hour that we want? I love it. I love it so much. And I think that for me, when he talks about, are you living? There was the three questions and one of them was fear of death. And I think that one of the things that was really interesting is the, when he talks about you don't, it's towards the end, but you don't fear death if you're living the life that you want, because the fear of death is fearing that you're going to get to the point where you died and you didn't leave the life you want. So if you choose to live the life you want, it's not that you're like, oh, I want to die, but th- that fear of regret goes away because you're living what you want, want to live. And, and I, to take that a little bit step further is they have like a, a materialism piece in there where it talks about spending money and then you're working even harder to spend more money. And it's a cycle and not necessarily living the life you want just because you are working so hard to just pay your bills at that point. So I think what I got out of that whole thing is just key in on like, if you can dial up your day, let's say, obviously you want to have a job that is fulfilling. But at the end of the day, if you could dial up the day of what you want, like for me, I want to bike every day and I want to binge watch shows at night and I want to maybe spend half an hour reading my favorite book. Why do you wait? And that's what the book was saying. Don't wait. You don't Mm. need a bigger career. You don't need more Mm. money. You Mm. need to hone in on what your purpose is, what's going to make you happy. And then just do that now. Mm, Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's like for, for me, that fearing death was the FOMO, fear of missing out. We have to be part of what everybody else is doing. Oh my goodness. I have to get that Louis. I have to get that Christian Labutine. I hope I'm pronouncing it properly. I have to get these things to keep up with the Joneses. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but are you happy? One of the things is, has doing what most people are doing helped you? Like, are you fulfilling your purpose for existing? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you just going with the flow? Are you truly happy going with the flow, excuse me, or 
are you living the life, your life's purpose? I feel like if we just get rid of that fear of living the life that we think mm. people want us to live, mm-hmm. or we think people is what others desire, right. we should, and we live the life that we desire, I think that's, that will be much happier and will be, and it'll be more freeing for us. There was a story where they talked about the turtle. Yep. <laughs> and it's honestly my favorite story because when this is going to be the third time I, I read this book, the mm-hmm. first time, you know, it was a, a little bit a while ago. And it was funny because I completely forgotten it. And then I read it again. I was like, this book sounds so familiar. But that story, that second time I read it, I understood it. And I was like, yes, I had a, I thought I understood the story. And I think now I understand it better. When he talks about trying to, what's her, the young lady, the cook, her name is Casey. And she mm-hmm. talks about how she sees this turtle and she mm-hmm. wants to catch up to it. She can't. And it just, she just can't do it. And the more she tries, the harder it is for her. And she's, and she just gets tired mm-hmm. until she just stops one day and she just looks at this turtle and she just pays attention to the turtle. And she realizes that what the turtle isn't, is doing is it's waiting for the waves to go a certain way, the current to go a certain way. And it just goes with the current. And what she's been doing all this time while she's chasing after this turtle, it's fighting the current. Right. And funny because the, the author was like, well, I don't know. What, what does that mean? That was me, too. I was like, what is that? I don't understand. But in my perspective, I feel like it means that why are we fighting against our destiny? Mm-hmm. We've read so many books with the alchemist, with asking it is given. And it's, it tells us what's for you is for you. And when you, when you finally have your path, let's go towards that path. Let's listen to what God has to say and follow that direction. And once we do, we're going to accelerate too. Mm, I agree. There was a few things that jumped out at me as you guys were sharing. And that second question, do you fear death? When I came across it the first time in the book, I was like, whoa, that's, that's kind of bold. Most authors aren't talking about death as something that we should be paying attention to is if that's a motivator for us or not. Because it seems almost like, what? No way. Death is not a motivator for me. But the fear of dying, how does that factor into the decisions that you're making? And when you think that, oh, I'm not going to have enough time to do this. I'm not going to have enough time to do that. Well, again, going back to what we were saying before, why? Why are you thinking that? Oh, because I'm spending... X amount of time on this other thing over here. And that's eating up all my time. And that may take months or years. So I'm only going to have this short little window. And by this, I may not have the money. I may not have the strength. I may not have the know-how or whatever all the reasons are. And then that is what's creating this anxiousness around, well, what if I die? What if I die tomorrow? What if I die next week? What if I die in two years? And then that sets up a whole nother spiral of events and thought patterns. But if you're living out Maybe it's if you're binge watching TV at night and reading your favorite book in the middle of the day and you're biking in the morning and you're eating your favorite foods in between for breakfast and lunch and you're spending this amazing, passionate, intimate time connecting with your significant other and other people that are in your life in the afternoon or the evening. And then, and then these are all the things that are top priority for you. Life is amazing. Life is beautiful. There's nothing else. But we get caught up so much in all the other, I'm going to put that in quotes, stuff 
that eats up, I don't know, maybe eight, 10 hours of our day. (laughs) And we're left with two, three hours to put towards something that we may really want to do more. And so it's like flipping that. How do you flip that? How do you take the majority of your time during the day and doing what you love? And PFP, he mentions the PFP, purpose for existing. And when you find that, and it takes them a while to figure that out. And I think that's something we all should reflect on. The why am I here? What is my purpose? Because when you step into your purpose, life is so much easier. I love how he said, for those people, they seem like they're lucky all the time or they win everything or all the good stuff happens to them. Or, <laughs> But if you're in line with why you're here, and that's filling your well. I love to use that analogy. And it's filling your well and you're happy, you're excited. You're only going to attract more of that. So on the outside, it's going to look like you're the quote unquote luckiest person in the room. And so I think it's so, so important that we go back to that question and then see are the things that we're doing now, is it creating this anxiety around death? And is that having this reverse impact on our health? And, and so we have high blood pressure or diabetes or the muscles ache or arthritis. Because once we get back to that core thing, if we're doing what we love, that also impacts our health as well in a positive way. I know. And oh. I think like that one story where the, I can't remember the, the guy is a fisherman, I believe. And he's yes. super successful in what he does. And it enables him to like, bring his kids to the beach every day to swim and they go on walks every day. And basically he's doing in his day besides fishing, which he loves to do. And he does it really well. He throws fish back. So they're like, wait, if you're throwing fish back, you could make more money. You can franchise this. (laughs) And I love that story because we do get on the, we buy in, right? Like you said, I can have a second Louis person. I can do this. But the point was, he's like, he goes, okay, so I make a franchise. I make, and I'm super successful with that. What do I feel like doing at the end of the day with all my success? I feel like going to the beach, having my kids swim in the water, <laughs> go on walks. And they're like, what's the point? And then yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like if you are doing, generally speaking, what you want to do with your day, right? and you don't need to go and franchise your life and, and run out of time and space, yeah. you don't end up fearing death because you are living the life that you want. And I think the other thing to, for the listeners to keep in mind that I loved at the end was he admits it didn't, it wasn't an immediate, he didn't have this experience immediately change. It evolved. Mm, Like we're always looking for quick fixes. Like this isn't Mm. like tomorrow, we're not going to identify our purpose for existence. And I want to say to all the listeners, it's not always just that you have a different purpose for existence. It's maybe redefining your existence. Like If you have a job that right now you don't love, why don't you love it? Maybe you could love it. Maybe you could love the same job if you identified Mm -hmm. what makes you happy. If you like helping people and you look at your job as a grind, but then you reevaluate and go, wait a minute, but I do help people a lot. So part of it is maybe not changing your existence, but changing the way you look at your existence. Yeah. I just want to jump in because that story really resonated with me. One, my grandfather was a fisherman. My dad fishes, not professionally, but he's a fisherman. And so he grew up a few minutes away from the ocean in Jamaica. And his father would bring home fresh fish 
every day to eat. And we grew up eating a lot of fresh fish. And he got so much joy out of fishing. So when he was speaking about the fishermen and and how he would just get up and spend all his day fishing and and come back to spend that time with his wife and his wife is painting. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. I'm there painting. And then, oh, I love walking on the beach. That's us. We're walking on the beach. And it was so simple, such a simple life and such a rewarding life that so many people feel they have to burn out for in order to get to. So I just have this story I want to share, personal story. I was born in Jamaica, as you know, my family and I would go back yearly as kids, we would go back to visit family and everything else with my parents. And then when I got to college, those trips stopped. I was in school. And so there was this huge gap of time between the last time I was in Jamaica and when I went back again, which was shortly after I had gotten married, we went for our honeymoon. And I remember getting off the plane and smelling in the air and like, wow, it smells different here. It was a good type of different. And then getting in the car and driving from the airport, the, I don't know, hour and a half, two hour trip, however long it was, to our destination. And it was along the coast. And we were maybe three feet from the ocean, like driving that close to the water. And then the foliage to the left, the ocean to my right, the foliage to the left, the most beautiful colors, flowers and the greenery and the And I'm sitting in this car thinking, wow, this is paradise. But my parents left this island, immigrate to the US for a better life. I'm just put the quote unquote, the mindset was we want to give our children more than what we have. So we're moving to the US. And I was just thinking, how ironic is it? I'm here coming to the island on vacation. All of these people that I'm seeing as I'm driving to my destination who live here, they're living in what most of the world would consider a paradise. And they're in a hurry to leave to another country to make more money so they could eventually come back to where they left. And I'm like, and this is it. And I'm not saying everyone on islands like that. Not everyone is obviously not trying to leave the island, but there's, when we think about ourselves here and wherever we are in the world, and we have this, these goals and we have to really analyze, well, what is it that we're trying to go after? So is this a means to the end? Why not just find a way to do that. So if you want to live on the beach, I don't know, and you're artistic, crafty, maybe you make baskets on the beach and you sell them to those people that are walking along the beach if you love being on the beach. So I think if we sort of zero in on those things that we really love, that just put a natural smile on our face, you know, that Cheshire smile, the air to air grin, like what are those things when you just think about it for a moment, your, your face just lights up. And then how do you make that more a part of your day-to-day existence? And just really quickly, I had the pleasure of meeting John and interviewing him for the Unleash Your Supernova podcast. And the energy that I felt radiating from him through this interview was unbelievable and was such an incredible experience because he was so happy. He was so fulfilled. And he spends most of his time traveling, talking about his books and traveling with his daughter and his family, because this is what he loves to do. And he said, wait a minute, well, why am I waiting to do it? I'm going to find a way to do it now. In the book, it shares how you can do that now. And he shared a tip with me every night before you go to bed, because he feels that our dreams can do the work for us. Think of five things that you want to do. And he has another book called, I think, Five Things or something along those lines. But think of five things that you want to do, be, experience, see, 
I don't remember the last one, but they're five. And then just I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that. I'm going to keep a journal and just keep writing down my five things starting tomorrow. Actually starting after today, I'm going to write it down. I I love love that. Yeah. And he says, because we're not, you know, you're sleeping, you're not like challenging those thoughts. You're just like, this is what I want it. And then you just go to sleep and let your dreams work their magic. And I thought that was really cool. Love it. It was great. There is something that I, I wanted to say that I really enjoyed about the book, or at least that came to me. And it was the fisherman story. Cause I really liked that fisherman story. Cause it was just like, he was just so happy and he was just loving life. And I think that we go through life. It's like we're told from the time we're young, work, 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 and then retire and then enjoy your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that never made sense to me. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, see all these people get your 401k and then you retire at 62, 65. You know what I mean? It's like you have to do all of this stuff. You have to save all this money and then you can do whatever you want in your sixties. You know, it's like, (laughs) And what the book said to me was, why are we spending all this time preparing to have fun when we can have fun right now? Yeah. I got that from the book. And and I will say this, I enjoy myself right now. When the kids are saying, hey, mom, can we go out? Can we do this? I no longer say, well, let's do this or let's save. What am I like? Literally, the reason why I work is for the enjoyment of Mm -hmm. myself and my children. And so my children can also enjoy life. Why Mm -hmm. do they have to wait till they're adults to enjoy what they could be enjoying right now? Yeah. We do so much material things for our children, but a lot of times, I don't want to just, I'm just making a general statement. Not everybody's like this, but we do. We give, we give, we give material things to them, but we don't give them moments anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't give them experiences Mm -hmm. anymore. Because we're so busy preparing for our experiences in the future. Yeah. yeah. So I, this book made me decide that I'm going to give them those moments now. And I'm going to give myself those moments along with them. Mm, I love it. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. And so the last question is, are you fulfilled? And I think we touched on that as we were talking. But I, they're just basic questions. But they're so profound. And I feel that we should challenge ourselves to ask ourselves that. And not just once, because we revisited this book, right? And it was like, whoa, wait, yeah, that's right. So it's not like, oh, you read it. Like Toby has said, you read it or you experience that moment and then everything changes right away. You read it, you're intentional about the information you received, but then go back to the book. And because life happened. I I know, but to, sorry, no, but to piggyback on that, there's a part of that book. He says something like this message or Casey actually says it. You might've heard this before. You weren't ready. You have to be ready for the the message. And then when you're ready, it, it shows up. I am so glad you brought that up because I forgot. And that like really resonated with me. That's so true. Like how many times did we come across the same lesson? Or the message changes yeah. too. Like yeah. you remember you said you heard certain parts, you know, you heard it, the stories mm-hmm. before, but now yeah. the stories were different. And I think again, with my big theme, this during this podcast of mindset, when you, instead of saying what fulfills you, maybe say what has fulfilled me, like a past sense thing, identify yeah. those things. Like yeah. there are certain yeah. things that have happened to me and I remember them and they were 
amazing. And then be like, what's the theme of those? For me, it's like when I've helped other people, right? And they're thrilled that like, they'll go around and tell people like, that was the greatest thing. That's where I get joy. So like, instead of saying, am I fulfilled? That might be hard to identify. Or you could say like, what were the moments where I felt fulfilled? And then keep Mm. looking to continue to to experience that. Mm, I love that. As you were sharing, what came to mind was this for me, because I, there's so many things that I like to do. And so to, or that I just like, right. So then I'll say, do I like this or do I love it? And really kind of feel my way to that right decision. Am I doing this because I like it or do I love it? And when you love some, I mean, you get that little gut feeling like the butterflies, or you just get giddy, like a little kid inside, or again, that Cheshire grin, that smile, you can't even help it. You're smiling from ear to ear. And so those moments as Toby was touching on, what did I do in the past? I love how you said, what were the themes of that? So it's not like you're going to recreate that exact moment, but oh, well, the theme was I was by the ocean. That was the theme. If I was living or walking or shopping or whatever, I was by the ocean, or I was doing something in fashion. And so whatever, if it was retail, if it was designing or sketching, that's what brought the smile to my face. So there are these themes. So I love how you said that because I'm going to make that mental note. What were the things that happened in the past? What were the themes, the broader themes that you can repeat in some way today? Like literally today, like what can you... (laughs) And maybe it's like go on Google and search, search what are the top five coastal cities or what are the top five fashion trends or whatever? I mean, it could be something that simple if let's say fashion was a theme or beaches were the theme, but it's the, I think the point he's trying to make is we put off for too long the things that fulfill us that are in alignment with purpose. Like how can we give back to others by doing what we love? So are we giving our time? And that's what our our value proposition is, you know, from an entrepreneurship standpoint, or is it our art or is it our stories? Or maybe it's, there's a particular skill that you have. It's your math skills or your computer skills. And that's your form of giving back. And then that really makes you happy when you're doing math, or that really makes you happy when you tell stories and the person on the other side, they're being equally fulfilled. So I think that's the purpose piece of it is the task that you're doing is equally helping someone else. And the passion part of it, the joyful part of it is like you said, what put that smile on your face before and and how can you bring that back? I agree with that. I love that. Yeah, I do. This is so good. I'm so glad we got to redo the book. (laughs) Yeah. There's a reason for everything. (laughs) Some people hate that statement, but the point is if we pay attention, there are always messages out there. There's always signals. For driving along the highway, there's these billboards. There may be 10 polka dot billboards, but for whatever reason, there's one that just jumps out at you. And you're like, but there were 10. We just passed 10. You weren't ready for it. But if you're intentional, and I think that's the whole point of this book is just just to realize that you can be more fulfilled if you're not, if you feel there's something lacking, or if you're just coasting along the highway, as John started his book, he was just coasting along. And he took a sharp left turn and ended up in a place that he never expected that changed his life. And so I think the point, another uh, takeaway is just be 
open for those sharp left turns. And when you see that little block on the highway, and that could represent, let's say, stress, or it could represent someone said no, or it can represent another, what we would put in more of a negative light, but maybe that's the traffic jam that you need to take that sharp left turn. And it's just a matter of being open to it. He was open to driving and not knowing where he was going. And eventually he ended up at the cafe and that's exactly where he needed to be. So I think if we're open, then we're going to see those messages. We're going to meet those people. We're going to get those ideas and inspirations, the vision that's going to take us to the purpose or take us to what fulfills us. So I think that's just, just start there. Just be aware that I am open to aligning with my purpose or finding my purpose or doing more of that in my day to day. And whatever I'm doing brings a joy to me. And I'm going to try to fill my day, these 10, 12, however many hours, 16 hours, however many hours with more of what brings joy to me. I think so many of us are out of balance and that's the point. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Don't wait. Yeah, just do it. One of the things that I also got from the book was we don't live our life according, you know, and I think I said this already, like we don't live our life according to the way we want, you know, and I think that's an emphasis that that's a big, to me, that's a, that's a big theme in the book. You're not Mm -hmm. living your life the way you want. You're living your life the way you think other people think you want. Like you, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like we're cat, you know, that again, I'm going to say this again, we're keeping up with the Joneses. We're keeping up with the Joneses. That's, I don't necessarily want that car, but everybody else has that car. I have to have that minivan because that's the minivan everybody wants. I want a coupe, a little fast car. Why? Just get the car. I just, you know, I mean, people always like my husband, like when we were going through, you know, I don't want to say he was going through a midlife crisis. I really don't, but it kind of was, but there was one time he said, Hey, I have an opportunity to buy a car that I really love. And it's between this one. And we already had a car, a family car that I adored and I loved. And he had his opportunity. And I told him, go for it, get that car. Don't wait. What are we waiting for? Well, maybe we should wait until the kids get older. We should do this. Why? If we have that opportunity to get the car, get the car and enjoy it now. That's right. The power of now. (laughs) Exactly. And he did. He he got the car and it was a very enjoyable car. It was a manual. Did not Mm. really know how to drive it, but (laughs) I had a good time learning. (laughs) Okay. You know, it's funny because when I think of shopping for cars, there'll be a certain style that will catch my eye. And of course it has to be super fashionable. So I'm like, Ooh, (laughs) I just want that in my life. And then that's how I'll like shop for the next car. Like that's just a beautiful car. I just want that. Um, Because you identified what you wanted and then it happened. Yes. and And it's funny because he ended up turning that car in because it had run its course. (laughs) But when we were looking to get a new car, it was very hard because with COVID, I guess it was limited in the type of cars you wanted. Everything was so uber expensive, especially used cars. You might as well have bought a new one. And I remember saying to my husband, I want a truck. I want a blue truck. Mm. And he was like, why all of a sudden do you want a blue truck? I said, I want a blue pickup truck. Mm. I said, it's either going to be this car or this one. So it was either, be, it was between a Jeep and a pickup Ooh, truck. Yeah. And I said, but I want the pickup truck because, and I laid out everything I wanted I and it, it didn't make sense in Florida. But I said, <laughs> Hey, 
this is what I want. I yeah. want it because in my mind, I was thinking of all the cool things that we could do. Yeah. Like I was just, there was just so many things I had in my head yeah. that we could do with the, with the pickup truck. And I said, I want to do these things and I want a pickup truck. A pickup truck is ideal. And I want it in blue and because it's my favorite color. And this is the kind of blue I want. And he thought I was nuts. And he was like, we're not going to find this. And I was like, we're finding it. And yep, we yep. went from Georgia oh, wow. all the way down to Miami. Okay. And my husband found the car. In Florida, yes. And we have a blue a pickup truck. Exactly the truck that I want. Yeah. You manifested that. That's sure. right. That's right. And that's the thing. Like, if you just want something, you just want it. And like a little kid, they want things. And if if it's fulfilling you and it's not hurting anyone else, make that a priority to bring more joy into your life. I think that's also something I want to stress. And I think we are close to time, ladies. And again, I am so grateful that we had the opportunity to reread the book for ourselves and how we could apply it to our lives. And so again, Yay. everyone needs to read this book at least twice, right? I think that's the take Yes, such a quick read. It's so powerful, right? I mean, it's like, what? Who cannot use this information? And it's story after story after story that's really going to speak to you. It's super down to earth. So I highly recommend it. And if you ever have the opportunity to meet John, the author in person, you'll see the reason why. I mean, that will inspire you even more. And yeah, I'm going to also thank you, Toby, for even just saying you're going to journal and do the five things before you go to bed. So exciting. I love it. I think it. we should Thank hold you. ourselves accountable for it. I think yeah. we, we all need to do it and just share what happens after the fact. There's, you know, what are you going to lose? Right. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. Like who's that? Who doesn't want to think about what they want? I mean, we um, work so hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why do we have to wait for it? Let's enjoy right. it now. And you know what? And then the world allows it to come to you. So exactly. I think, that too. I think a lot of us focus so much on, well, how, why, how, don't worry about that. Just like, this is what I want. Just declare it and just leave it there. All right, ladies, I know it's time. So we're going to wrap it up here. I thank you so much for doing these incredible podcasts around these life-changing transformational books. And we've all personally experienced it and we share some of these experiences with you, our listeners. And so we hope you're getting as much value as we're getting sharing. So thank you again for joining us. I'm Nova. I'm Toby. Toby. <laughs> Toby. 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 Toby and Barbara and Toby and Barbara. And this is Tuesday's book club. We're here to bring you books that will change your life. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. Thank you so much. And until next time, ciao. Bye. Bye.